The following program is being brought to you on the Seventh Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit SeventhWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The teachings of the Ascended Masters are universal and available to all. The Ascended Masters themselves are the saints and sages of East and West, and their teachings incorporate the original core beliefs of all the world's major religions. No matter which religious path you follow, you will find these teachings equally compelling. This is The Open Door. Come along with us as we explore the teachings of the Ascended Masters. Here are the hosts for The Open Door, Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. And greetings, everyone, and welcome to The Open Door the online voice of the Summit Lighthouse, where we publish and practice the teachings of the Ascended Masters and where we invite you to awaken to your inner divinity. I'm Tom Schumacher. And I'm Terry Cannon. Hi, uh, Terry. Hey, how's it going? Ready Tom? for another foray into the frontiers of light? Well, always. <laughs> Where's yeah. it going to take us today? Well, today we're going to talk about your date with destiny. Now, by that, you must be referring to the Ascension. Well, that's exactly right. The ascension is that most wonderful and welcome moment when the soul is reunited with God for eternity. Now, this is the destiny of every soul of light. In fact, the ascended masters teach us that the ascension is the ultimate goal of life. You know, now we know that there are plenty of people who will say, well, sure, you know, when we die, we're all going to go to heaven, be with God forever, right? So what's the big deal? Well, you're not going to be able to book that eternal stay in heaven without first satisfying a few very important conditions. You see, the ascension is not automatic. No matter what else you may have been taught or told, to achieve the ascended state and the immortality of your soul, there are some standards that must be met first. And that's where we're going today, the ascension, your date with immortality. Yep, and what you must do to guarantee that you make it all the way home to God. When we speak of the ascension and going home to the heart of God, we're talking about our birthright. Mm -hmm. From the beginning of our long sojourn in human form, our souls have sought to find the pathway back home from whence we came. You see, at one point in time, we all knew the bliss and joy of oneness with God. It was our natural state, walking and talking with masters, angels, and Elohim. Yet some of us chose to exercise our free will and venture into areas of knowledge and experience that led us to gradually further and further go away from our highest state and deeper into the density of human limitation. Yeah, we were free to do this, of course. But our willful curiosity came with a terrible price. At some point when we looked back, we could no longer see God. And too late we realized we had traded light for shadow. And with that sobering realization, we began a painfully long trek through the darkness of human experience, seeking hints and clues that would lead us back to the light and to our true home. You know, now we know that that, that may sound somewhat bleak, and from the point of view of the soul that once knew God intimately, that's perhaps understandable. But here's the good news. We, all of us, have been making steady progress on this homeward journey. So congratulations. Yes, thank you. <laughs> Your soul has been nudging and prompting you to notice points of light everywhere possible that might illuminate your path. And you have been paying attention. Just the fact that you are listening right now is an indication 
that your soul has been seeking opportunities to regain what it lost. Finding the teachings of the Ascended Masters and being given their, <clears throat> excuse me, always practical tools for accelerating your spiritual journey really is a priceless opportunity, one that your soul has sought for perhaps millennia. And, you know, we say this because each one of us has received this gift, and that includes you. You have all earned it. There are no accidents. It means that you have the ability right now to take full advantage of this opportunity to advance on your path because you're ready. And in honoring the advice to keep your eyes on the prize, never forget that your path is leading you to your ascension, your date with the immortality. You know, over the last couple of years, we've stressed again and again the importance of knowing where you're going. And there's an old saying, if you aim at nothing, you'll hit it every time. <laughs> Though our souls may have wandered aimlessly in the past with no clear direction and no sense of our ultimate spiritual pro purpose, that's all changed now. That's right. Now we do have a direction. We do have a purpose and a goal. And what an amazing blessing it is that there are many great beings of wisdom and light who have gone before us on this path to show us the way. These, of course, are the Ascended Masters. They are the way-showers from all religions and, and spiritual traditions who, down through the millennia, have made the very same trek that we have embarked upon in this moment. And they tell us again and again that there's nothing we've done, said, or, or thought it hasn't already been done, said, or thought. <laughs> our path, our pain, our particular experiences, or our peculiar experiences, I should say. It doesn't matter. The masters have seen it all and done it all. So you needn't ever think that the masters don't or can't understand your unique situation. Whatever it is, they've been there and done that. And so they reach out to us with compassion, not judgment. But they also reach out to us with the truth. And while the truth will set us free, it also brings us face to face with some very sobering realities. And just like that, we have another seamless segue into one of our favorite topics, karma. <laughs> we do. <laughs> Remember, we said that the ascension is not automatic, that there are a few conditions that must be met first before we earn our immortality. Yep. Well, you know, Narrowly Duffy will be joining us a little bit later on. We plan to explore the conditions and requirements of the ascension with her in some detail. For the moment, we will outline them here. First, we must each balance at least 51% of our karma. It wasn't always like this. Once, and not that long ago, the ascension required that 100% of karma be balanced. <laughs> and as strict as that requirement alone was, there were still a number of great beings of attainment and light who made it, which, when we think about dealing with our own karma, is an awe-inspiring accomplishment. It is. But the ascended masters also understand that Earth is a particularly tough and challenging schoolroom, so a dispensation was granted to us that lowered the requirement to 51%. And any remaining karma over the 51% minimum could be balanced from the ascended realm. Oh, thank God for that. Exactly. You know, after balancing a minimum of 51% of our karma, we must also balance our threefold flame. This is the special flame that each of us has located in the secret chamber of the heart within our own heart chakras that reflects our mastery of love, wisdom, and power. A lot of us are overbalanced on one or the other of these three plumes, and our objective is to have them all burning equally. Then there is the requirement that we fulfill our divine blueprint and life purpose. Now, there is something that we each uniquely are qualified and meant to do. This special responsibility could be virtually anything, and we can look for clues to what it is by examining our talents, passions, and inspirations. As we said, we'll explore the requirements for the Ascension in more depth when Narrowly Duffy joins us in a few minutes. Right now, though, we want to introduce another aspect of the spiritual equation that we don't often talk about. 
one which ultimately proves that death is not real. How about that? Ah, I like that. <laughs> you see, we know that our souls move from body to body as our spirit continues its journey home to God. This, of course, is reincarnation. And we all go through it, perhaps many thousands of times. Imagine that, Tom. Oh, yeah. And each time we lay down one body and pick up another over the span of our many embodiments, we do so with renewed opportunity to advance on the path. And as we finally approach our ascension, there is a process that typically occurs prior to it. And that is the process of being fully restored within our body temples, our body temples, what we know as the resurrection. And this is an interesting concept in that we in the West associate the resurrection with Jesus restoring life to his temple after the crucifixion. In reality, as we move closer and closer to our ascension, we too reach a point where our threefold flame expands and there is a resurgence of God's energy throughout our beings and chakras. And in this process, we are resurrected. And as a result, consciousness, joy, happiness, love, and truth are also restored within us. Now, imagine that someday this process of resurrection will be commonplace. Because what it means is the resurrection of life as it ought to be lived today. Basically, what you just said, Terry, the restoration of consciousness, happiness, and joy, love, and truth within us. And if you're wondering how all this fits together in the context of today's show, in particular, and the Ascended Master teachings in general, well, here's the point. We are all in the midst of the process of transforming ourselves, going from density to clarity. We are all, as they say, coming up higher. And we began by focusing on our ascensions as the goal of life. We looked at the conditions for achieving our ascensions, particularly the role that balancing our karma plays as we grow closer and closer to that glorious moment. You know, then, just a moment ago, we spoke of the resurrection as a precursor to the ascension. This itself is another glorious moment wherein there is a resurgence of God's energy throughout our beings, an increase of God's presence within us. And now, as we continue this process in reverse order, we see that the first step in this journey is transformation in the re- of transformation is the restoration of God's consciousness within us. So, there's your roadmap. Restore God's consciousness within, resurrect God's energy throughout your being, chakras, and world, and accelerate your progress toward your ascension. Piece of cake. <laughs> would that it were. <laughs> but, you know, I would bet on Jesus, Buddha, and the rest of the ascended masters that if they say we can do it, then we can do it. Well, how many times do we need to hear that we all have the same divine potential before we will believe it? And before we choose to act on it. Whether we know it or not, in this moment, the knowledge of our innate diver- divinity is the news our souls have hoped to register on our conscious minds for a very, very long time. This is a call we've heard before. It is the message that we know in the very depths of our soul. It is that sweet, gentle, insistent voice within that says, follow me, come home, you've been gone far too long. Perhaps you've strayed, it says, but all is forgiven. The road lies clear before you. Take it. Your heavenly father and mother are waiting to welcome you with open arms. It is really a sweet message. And behind that sweetness is an urgency to take this opportunity and not let it pass you by which is why the Ascended Masters have given you powerful tools, such as decrees and the vital flame, to unlock the doors of God's kingdom. Simply use them to raise your consciousness, embrace your divine reality, resurrect the wholeness of God within you, and join your immortal brothers and sisters in your true home. It's hard to imagine a better use of your time and energy. Now, when we return, we will hear Elizabeth Clare Prophet shedding more light and clarity on the subject of the Ascension, Resurrection and the restoration of God's consciousness within. Don't go away.
the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Seek greater awareness. At the Summit Lighthouse, our goal is to help you awaken to the light within and discover your real self. Today, thousands of spiritual seekers all around the world are using the universal teachings of the Ascended Masters to make their higher selves a permanent part of their reality. And you can too. The Ascended Masters are the saints and sages of East and West from all major religions and spiritual paths. They have walked where you walk and understand the challenges you face. And their teachings are always practical. By applying the science of the spoken word through verbal prayers called decrees, the masters teach us how to harness the healing power of the violet flame and other spiritual energies to transform our lives and our world. On The Open Door, it is our goal and great joy to bring you Ascended Master teachings that you can apply in your life right now. To learn more about the Summit Lighthouse and the teachings of the Ascended Masters, visit us today at tsl.org and discover how you can awaken to the light within. It's what you're here to do. Remember, tsl.org. Right now, all over the world, warriors of light are working tirelessly to defend your soul's opportunity to achieve oneness with God. These spiritual warriors are keepers of the flame, and though few, the power they wield is greater than all of the weapons made by man. Founded by St. Germain in 1961, Keepers of the Flame is a non-denominational fraternity in the tradition of ancient spiritual orders. When you join, you'll receive a series of lessons that will introduce you to a vast and dynamic spiritual world. See for yourself. Access Lesson 1 right now, completely free, no login required. Simply go to tsl.org slash keepers, and in seconds you could be exploring a whole new world of practical Ascended Master teachings. Lessons are printed or available online for any time, anywhere access, and anyone can join. Discover your real self and explore your full spiritual potential. Become a keeper of the flame today and awaken to the light within. Please visit tsl.org slash keepers and prepare to accelerate. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to The Open Door, hosted by Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. If you have a question or comment about our series, please send your emails to webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to The Open Door. What is the resurrection? Is it possible to end physical death? Can we all be truly immortal? Welcome back, everyone. In the following interview, Elizabeth Clare Prophet addresses these questions and more. Our interviewer is Doug Kenyon. You say we're supposed to do everything that Jesus did. How about the resurrection? Well, the resurrection is the proving that the last enemy that shall be overcome is death. And it certainly is our final initiation. And... The reality of it is that there is no death, but we have to prove that there is no death. The resurrection is a resurgence of God's energy through our being, through our chakras. And it was the drawing forth of the energies of the resurrection from the I Am Presence and from the base chakra of the Mother that enabled Jesus to restore life to that temple. He drew forth again the threefold flame of life that had returned to God upon his death on the cross. By the meditation of 
his soul with the oversoul or the higher self. He overshadowed his body until he restored that body to life. Now we begin our resurrection by the restoration of consciousness, of joy, of happiness, of love, of truth. And we keep on increasing and accelerating God's consciousness within us until the ultimate victory over death is a natural conclusion of our soul's quest on the path and of our soul's reunion with God. Continuing then these mantras which El Moria has given in the science of the spoken word as the heart, head, and hand decrees, we have a mantra for the resurrection. And it works every day. And as we give this mantra, we can say, I am being resurrected every day. I am overcoming death every day. I am the flame of resurrection, blazing God's pure light through me. Now I am raising every atom from every shadow. I am free. I am the light of God's full presence. I am living ever free. Now the flame of life eternal rises up to victory. I am the flame of resurrection, blazing God's pure light through me. Now I am raising every atom from every shadow. I am free. I am the light of God's full presence. I am living ever free. Now the flame of life eternal rises up to victory. This little mantra is accompanied by the visualization of white light coming through us, rising through us as a white fire pulsating from beneath our feet through our consciousness, coming through our chakras. It is an energy field that can restore from sickness to health, from depression to wholeness, from anxiety to joy. There is an alchemy in this mantra and in all mantras whereby in the spoken word, as in no other form of meditation, misuses of God's energy are transmuted. This process of transmutation means that each time we give mantras that contain the name of God, I am, we are actually balancing karma. Karma is simply the substance of God's energy which we have qualified either correctly or incorrectly so that there is good karma and bad karma, negative karma or positive karma. The energy which we want to requalify with light is the energy misqualified with darkness. When we give these mantras, increments of that energy which is stored in a force field comparable to the subconscious is returned to the great causal body or the spheres of consciousness which surround the I Am Presence. Mantras, then, are not given simply for the alteration of a state of consciousness, which they do accomplish, but more importantly, they are always involved in the forgiveness of sin or what we may call the balance of karma. Therefore, a mantra on the resurrection is for the removal of the consciousness of death. More than we realize, we are burdened by the energies of death on a day-to-day basis. Fear is the beginning of death. Doubt in oneself is the beginning of death. The condemnation or the belittlement of the self is the murdering of the self and its potential to be free. Freedom then comes through this resurrection flame. Are you saying it would be possible to end physical death? The termination of death begins in consciousness. Since death is not real, death 
is not manifesting now. What we see as death is simply the laying down of the body temple by the soul, who then is journeying to other planes of consciousness or other mansions in the Father's house. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. And I go to prepare a place for you, that where I am ye may be also. The mansions are planes of consciousness, and there are many planes of consciousness. The soul journeys to these planes both after the transition that is called death and during sleep at night. Our souls may depart our body temples and go to other places and other schoolrooms for a learning experience. Death, then, is the illusion of the cessation of life, and it is only real to those who believe that our life is actually in the body. But the life is in the flame in the heart and in the soul, and these move on consecutively as the path of acceleration continues here and hereafter. Now, ultimately, the demonstration of the ascension will mean the cessation of even that laying down of the physical body. But we have much more immediate goals than the overcoming of that form of death. Our immediate goal is the resurrection of life as it ought to be lived on earth today. What about physical healing? Physical healing comes about the same way, through the use of meditation and the science of the spoken word, and also through the proper diet that is most important, we can see that light in our body temples brings about a manifestation of healing. Since so many physical conditions are caused by mental and emotional problems, the healing of the mind and the emotions and the erasing by the violet flame of records in the subconscious is often all that is required to eliminate physical suffering. So the first thing you seek to change is consciousness, right? Well, we go to cause behind effect. That doesn't mean to say we don't call upon the medical profession and use medicines and uh, whatever is necessary, surgery, etc., for the correction of conditions in the body. But ultimately, we seek to manifest the victory where the mind of God within us controls the manifestation in matter. What happens after the resurrection? Well, you'll recall that after Jesus' resurrection, he came back, he spent 40 days with the disciples, he gave them instruction in the upper room, and his final words, tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until ye be endued with power from on high. And that power from on high was going to be the descent of the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost. We talked about the concept of ascending every day, every hour. The ascension is the acceleration of consciousness. It is actually the increase of the vibratory rate of the electrons as they whirl about and through the nucleus of the atom. The concluding mantra, then, in the Heart, Head, and Hands series is a mantra of the ascension. As soon as we begin to give it, we are accelerating the white light in our auras, preparing for that ultimate soul reunion at the conclusion of this life or our next life of incarnation. This is how it goes. I am ascension light, victory flowing free, all of good, one at last for all eternity. I am light, all weights are gone, into the air I raise. To all I pour with full God power my wondrous song of praise. All hail, I am the living Christ, the ever-loving one. 
ascended now with full god power. I am a blazing sun. The visualization for this mantra is a sphere of white light that now envelops the entire form, the entire being. When we say, I am the living Christ, we are affirming, God in me is the living Christ, and that Christ which was in Jesus is now manifesting in me as the fullness of the threefold flame in my heart. Visualizing the self as a blazing sun gives us the key to the alchemy whereby Jesus disappeared from their midst, whereby he could come into the upper room right through the wall. That alchemy is simply the rearrangement of atoms and molecules of the physical body so as to pass through the atoms and molecules of the wall. Now the day is going to come in the not-too-distant future when people on earth will be doing this without difficulty. And it is amazing how quickly this will happen as they begin to understand the science of the word. Now, when I say the science of the word, I'm talking about word with a capital W. I'm talking about the word incarnate. I'm not just talking about the words that come through the throat chakra in these decrees. I'm talking about the word as the very energy of creation which we express when we give a mantra. The goal of all of this is immortality, right? And that goal is something that is very near and dear to the people of every religion in the world. Whether it's called soul liberation or ascension or nirvana, it is the same thing. It's what Paul said. This corruptible must put on incorruption. This corruptible must put on incorruption. Paul said that as the very equation of his being Bursting from within, his soul was crying out. He knew this as the goal of life, and that is the eternal quest of the overcomers. He said, this mortal must put on immortality. This which is temporal in time and space, this soul which is my option to opt for eternity, must accelerate, must return to the source whence it came, the I Am Presence. Thank you very much. Indeed, that is our goal, isn't it? It is. Up next, our weekly Q&A. And today, once again, we are joined by Dr. Narely Duffy. Please stay with us. Be visionary. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. At the Summit Lighthouse, our goal is to help you awaken to the light within and discover your real self. Today, thousands of spiritual seekers all around the world are using the universal teachings of the Ascended Masters to make their higher selves a permanent part of their reality. And you can too. The Ascended Masters are the saints and sages of East and West from all major religions and spiritual paths. They have walked where you walk and understand the challenges you face, and their teachings are always practical. By applying the science of the spoken word through verbal prayers called decrees, the masters teach us how to harness the healing power of the violet flame and other spiritual energies to transform our lives and our world. On The Open Door, it is our goal and great joy to bring you Ascended Master teachings that you can apply in your life right now. 
To learn more about the Summit Lighthouse and the teachings of the Ascended Masters, visit us today at tsl.org and discover how you can awaken to the light within. It's what you're here to do. Remember, tsl.org. Right now, all over the world, Warriors of Light are working tirelessly to defend your soul's opportunity to achieve oneness with God. These spiritual warriors are keepers of the flame, and though few, the power they wield is greater than all of the weapons made by man. Founded by St. Germain in 1961, Keepers of the Flame is a non-denominational fraternity in the tradition of ancient spiritual orders. When you join, you'll receive a series of lessons that will introduce you to a vast and dynamic spiritual world. See for yourself. Access Lesson 1 right now, completely free, no login required. Simply go to tsl.org slash keepers, and in seconds you could be exploring a whole new world of practical Ascended Master teachings. Lessons are printed or available online for any time, anywhere access, and anyone can join. Discover your real self and explore your full spiritual potential. Become a Keeper of the Flame today and awaken to the light within. Please visit tsl.org slash keepers and prepare to accelerate. The 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. You are listening to The Open Door, hosted by Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. If you have a question or comment about our series, please send your emails to webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to The Open Door. We are back and happy to welcome Dr. Narrowly Duffy once again for a little give and take on the subject of our ascension, immortality, and probably a surprise or two. Uh, <laughs> hi, Narrowly. Hi, hi Narrowly. everyone. Okay, well, we promised our listeners that we'd ask you to go into some detail about the requirements of the ascension. So what are they and how do we accomplish them? Well, there's one major one, and you've already spoken about that, which is to balance 51% of your karma. And then there are some additional requirements for the ascension. Let me just list them. Maybe we can just take them one by one. Sure. Balance your threefold flame, align your four lower bodies, attain a certain mastery on all seven rays, achieve a degree of mastery over outer conditions, fulfill your divine plan, transmute the electronic belt, and raise the kundalini. <laughs> so, does that sound like a lot, or it no does? Yeah, well, you know, I mean, I, I think some of them probably uh, we already doing. I think you're right. Yeah, so. we're already doing them. Let me just take a couple of them one by one. Balance the threefold flame: mm-hmm. the flame in the heart, power, wisdom, and love, in equal measure. Mm-hmm. So, in your life, are you projecting some power, projecting some wisdom, mm-hmm. and conveying some love? And in equal opportunity so that it's balanced. Now, I think people probably have a sense uh-huh. they, that they're yeah. over a little too much pink, maybe yes. a little, not yeah. enough blue or something. Yeah, we all know those people that are just like really powerful people, but not a lot of maybe wisdom or, yes. or a bit light on the love. So, right. you know, have a self-assessment, see where you're at, and just build up that plume that's not quite so high. Uh-huh. Now, align the four lower bodies. You know, we've t- spoken about the etheric or spiritual body, the mental, emotional, and physical bodies. And you've got to have them in balance, mm-hmm. too. And we do that uh, by paying attention to each one of them. You know, our mental health, our emotional health, balance in our physical body. You know, not getting enough exercise can affect all the other four lower bodies. Diet can affect us. So sure. 
you know, sometimes it's more or less just doing what we're doing, but you just take them one by one and you just do the best that you can each day. Now, um, yeah. we, we, in past shows, we've talking about, um, we've talked about the chakras that exist below the heart chakra mm-hmm. and that uh, these correspond don't they, to mm-hmm. the four lower bodies. Yes, they do. You know, So that there's a degree of mastery of our yes. four lower bodies, which you mentioned, the mental, yeah. physical, the emotional, the etheric. Yeah. They are in a certain order. Yeah. And you also have to um, align your chakras and clear and purify each of your chakras as well. Well, you talked so about the, the kundalini. Right, um, yeah. right. So the kundalini is the lowest mm-hmm. chakra, um, and that is the one that is the base of the spine. That's the hardest one to master. It's it's the sexual and and spiritual energies there. So a lot of people have difficulty with that. Buddha had difficulty with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you can gain some mastery and some self control in that area, that affects all the other ones. Now the solar plexus is the one that's connected intimately with the emotions. So you know when you get angry with somebody and you just kind of blast them, it's coming from your solar plexus yeah. and it's making karma for you. It's not helping. So watch what you say. Watch what comes out of your mouth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I know too. This is another thing that came up in a previous show, had to do with not pushing the kundalini energy up mm. too fast. Mm-hmm, I mean, mm-hmm. that your, your, your being has to be prepared mm-hmm. for the ascent of that energy yeah. at its rightful pace. And there are some disciplines, like yes. kundalini yoga, for example, yes. that might tend to accelerate that yeah. beyond what we should do. And well, it's not one, healthy. Well, the wonderful thing about the mantras, you know, whether it's a rosary, you mean the bhajans, Mary, or, oh. or the bhajans, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. the violet flame, will very <clears throat> naturally just raise that energy very gently, and it's at its own pace. You're mm-hmm. not forcing it. Very oh. important. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, even at 51%, considering mm-hmm. that we've probably reincarnated thousands of times, uh, that's a lot of karma to balance, isn't it? Well, it sounds like it, Terry. Yeah. But remember, it's 51% of what you have in your karma. So you, being an enlightened being, could have just a molehill <laughs> of karma, and I could have a mountain. So i got to balance 51% of my mountain, uh, and you've got 51% of your little, little, little hill there. But it sounds like a lot, but just remember, you don't have to do it all at once. You do it day by day. You know That's why in the Bible it says, sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. That means... Balance today's karma first. Your thoughts, your feelings, your daily deeds are all weighed in the balance. You don't ascend all at once, but by increments as you pass your test. So pay attention to today. Pass the tests and initiations that you're given today. Give as much love and wisdom and power as you can. Keep things in balance. Do the best you can each day. And that's how you ascend. And isn't that why we kind of pray early in the day? Because we're, we're yeah. told that we kind of get that karmic package early yeah. in the morning. Yeah, we open the door and go, woo, there it is, the <laughs> yeah. big karmic package. You know, mine, mine could be bigger than yours, but, you know, I've still got to transmute it. So, yeah. you know, work on it with your spiritual work in the morning and uh, when you arise. And then when you go out the door... You know, you don't trip over it. You've already transmuted it. And then everything else is a bonus. (laughs) After 10,000 lifetimes, it's kind of hard to be patient. (laughs) But isn't that why God doesn't... God, God doesn't tell you all of your lifetimes. You wouldn't want to know. Yeah, because if you were born as a little baby going like, oh, I can remember what I did on Egypt. Oh, dear goodness. You know? I, I, I mean, I, I you did. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to be bowed down by that. Right. No, I hear you. <laughs> That's right. Well, switch gears here for a mm-hmm. moment anyway. On the subject of the resurrection, it is certainly not a commonly held view that we will all experience it. 
But this is, in fact, an essential component of our path as we expand our consciousness. Is that correct? Absolutely. The resurrection is a step towards the ascension. It's a spiritual transformation. It's just one of the things that we go through on the way to the ascension. And we can do it every day. We're resurrected each day. And our life continues after the um, ascension in a spiritual body. And so there's the belief in the resurrection, not necessarily a belief that it has to be a bodily resurrection, where the body remains. The resurrection is the proving that the last enemy that's overcome is death, and it's certainly our final initiation. But, you know, the reality is there is no death. But we have to prove that there is no death. And death has such a... A weight. You even say the word and you go, death. You know, <laughs> I know. Cancer yeah. or, you know, whatever. I mean, so it can, it can be extremely joyous. It can be a wonderful path of overcoming, but it actually takes a little change in the mind and a change mm-hmm. in the heart. Mm-hmm. Well, th- there, there, there seems a correlation between mm-hmm. balancing karma and mm-hmm. resurrecting. That as we are overcoming mm-hmm. our karma, we are basically by degrees resurrecting Absolutely. God's energy within us. So there's Absolutely. That, and, and every time you do that, you're freeing up the atom cells and electrons. You're getting rid of the gunk and effluvia that's weighing down the cells that's producing sin, disease, and death. Yeah. You know? well. So, and, and that's why, you know, it comes back to the whole thing about the first requirement for the ascension is to balance the karma. That's why you guys keep coming back to yep. karma all the time because that's why we're still here. Well, yeah, and I think, too, that we should remind everybody who's listening that the violet flame is one of the greatest Absolutely. cleansers we can possibly ever use to get that gunk out of you know yeah. the spaces between our atom cells and electrons. Yeah, right? and it just works, and you don't even have to know or understand how it works. It just works. And it's free. Oh, yeah. It's so free. <laughs> you, know, you don't have to pay for it. Uh, you have to know. sign up and you know pay your $99 or 2000 or whatever. It's free. It's free. Just do it. Yeah, just do it. But, you know, though Jesus was resurrected after his crucifixion, mm. we don't have to go through physical death to experience our resurrection, do we, Nearly? <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully. A bit worried about that, are you? <laughs> yeah, well, th- that's true. Just as the carnal mind dies daily, we can be resurrected daily. The more we put on the light and transmute the darkness within ourselves, the greater light we can contain. And we don't have to be physically crucified, <laughs> thank heavens for that. Praise God. But, you know, a yeah, lot of us do go God. through crucifixions. I mean, you look around, you read the newspaper, people are being crucified daily in, in, in many manifestations. So that was then, mm-hmm. you know, this is now. Mm-hmm. The important thing is to experience the resurrection day by day. Yep, hear that. Well, you know, early, earlier we spoke of our long journey through countless lifetimes mm-hmm. as one that began literally in paradise and then progressed <laughs> into deeper and deeper layers of human density. What I possessed us? I think I know us? where this is going. <laughs> yeah. What, what in God's holy what name? Were we what were we thinking? Yeah. Okay, yeah. that's the million dollar question. Isn't yeah. it? Why did we do that? You want the short answer? Well, yeah. The fallen angels seduced us and we fell for it. Oh, those guys. Uh, and in one sense, it was easy because going downhill is always easy and it sounds like fun and, you know, we'll just be gone for a little while. Yeah. Okay, God, I'm not really leaving you. I'm just, you know. Yeah. Uh, but Cross my fingers, another, time out. Yeah, but in another sense, um, it's very hard. It's a hard thing to do. Well, I, and, the, and the fallen angels are very smart. They're very calculating. They have a lot of attainment. They're cunning. And so don't beat yourself up that you you went down mm-hmm. this path. Um, but it is a key question. It has a very important significance for each of us today. Well, you know, I, I think that that soul hunger that many people mm. feel is that is that point. You know, we, we spoke about it in the first segment where at some point you turn around mm-hmm. and you've lost sight of God. Mm-hmm. You've lost sight of your divinity. You've lost mm-hmm. sight of the light. And then you start 
the long trek the back. The long trek up the hill. You know, and at some point, your soul understands the desire yeah. to accelerate to something because it becomes daily more familiar. Yeah, and and you want it. Yeah, but it's that it's that that point of the fulcrum where it's like. Do I want to go this way or that way? That that's why it's a choice, and it's a daily choice. You know, daily choice to keep heading back up. You know, a lot of people have dreams where they're they're going downhill and they get to the bottom, and they realize, okay, now I have to turn around and <laughs> yeah. climb back yeah. up. And yeah. we can all relate to that. Yeah, it's easier going down than it is it, going up. Yeah. Well, can you can you give us a brief <laughs> overview of the fall of the angels and why it's important today? For Since us you to, brought it up, <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's an amazing. Set my own trap. It's like a huge concept, you know. Oh yeah, it is. And and you know, uh, for so we can grasp the reality of mm. their, you know, their the depth of their anger, their yeah. envy, their enmity toward us. What's yeah. it all about? <laughs> well. This is, this is a really good question and, and it's one that we all grapple with. And as light bearers, we just don't understand how they could be so angry and how they could not like us. And if we just dig deeper and, and really understood who we really are, they'd really like us, wouldn't they? They just yeah. need a hug. Yeah. They just need a hug. Yeah. No, no, yeah. no. Here's what happened. They fell in consciousness due to their pride and arrogance. And then when they could not return to their former state, they got angry and vengeful. Who did they get angry at? Us. Us. Because we are God's creation. They got angry at God, and they tried to get back at God by getting back at mankind. And they decided they wanted to take everybody with them. If I'm not going back to heaven, you know, you can bet that I'm taking a whole lot of other people with me. Mm -hmm. And so they delight in drawing us into their nets of karma. And in many cases, they were high angels, and they had great magnetism and charisma. But the further away from God they became, the worse they became. They lost all point of reference and contact with God and with the light. And then they couldn't get the light anymore. More, so they had to get it through us, and they had to find ways to get it unlawfully. They would steal it from us, and they had find had to find ways for us to give them our light. Like bursts of anger, for example. Yeah, bursts of anger mm-hmm. or getting us into alcohol, drugs, suicide. Every, every time we get involved in things that we know that we shouldn't, we're releasing our light, and who takes it? They do. And, you know, we've referred to that before as the vampire action, yeah. which is not an inapt description. Oh, Oh yeah, that's, it's like the vacuum cleaner. It's horrible. Yeah, you know, it, yeah. Ju- it just vacuums up, you know, all of that light. And 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 so we get to the point where we just don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. We don't want to be a part of this anymore. We want to return to God, and we do not want to have our lights tomorrow. Yeah, you know, uh, as we're moving towards our break here, I got one more question before I think we will probably need to take one. And that is this, you know, that for everyone who listens to us, we always want to make the point that there are no accidents. You know, we certainly would never dictate what someone should do with the information we share. But the mere fact that you are here listening to this right now and becoming more acquainted with the Ascended Masters, decrees, the light of flame, and so on, is not happenstance. It's not an accident. Mm. More likely, this is the latest stop on a journey that has spanned many thousands of years. What do you think, Marilyn? Oh, I think you're absolutely right. If you are contacting the light at this point, you've probably balanced a certain percentage of your karma. It's not 51%, but you're well on your way. And engaging in the ascension process is following the natural course of spiritual evolution. So it's all connected and there are no accidents. And most people will get that sense. And that's why you get that tremendous little burst of light and joy when you find it. You go, oh, yeah, I've got to have that. I've got to have that. Yeah, it resonates. I'll, I'll walk on you know, glass. I'll do anything I need to get it. And it resonates. And, and that's why um, we love it. Indeed, you know, I'm glad you mentioned that moment because that's a great moment to kind of go out at this break on, you know, the, the aha, that, that point in your soul where it goes, I know, 
Mm-hmm. I know what that means. I know mm-hmm. what that, that, I know what that's going to take me. Mm-hmm. Trust it. Trust it, exactly. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, we've got to take a break here, but don't go away because when we return, we will continue our discussion of balancing karma, our ascension, and other light topics with Nairly. <laughs> <laughs> The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be extraordinary. Be the change. At the Summit Lighthouse, our goal is to help you awaken to the light within and discover your real self. Today, thousands of spiritual seekers all around the world are using the universal teachings of the Ascended Masters to make their higher selves a permanent part of their reality. And you can too. The Ascended Masters are the saints and sages of East and West from all major religions and spiritual paths. They have walked where you walk and understand the challenges you face. And their teachings are always practical. By applying the science of the spoken word through verbal prayers called decrees, the masters teach us how to harness the healing power of the violet flame and other spiritual energies to transform our lives and our world. On The Open Door, it is our goal and great joy to bring you Ascended Master teachings that you can apply in your life right now. To learn more about the Summit Lighthouse and the teachings of the Ascended Masters, visit us today at tsl.org and discover how you can awaken to the light within. It's what you're here to do. Remember, tsl.org. Right now, all over the world, warriors of light are working tirelessly to defend your soul's opportunity to achieve oneness with God. These spiritual warriors are keepers of the flame, and though few, the power they wield is greater than all of the weapons made by man. Founded by St. Germain in 1961, Keepers of the Flame is a non-denominational fraternity in the tradition of ancient spiritual orders. When you join, you'll receive a series of lessons that will introduce you to a vast and dynamic spiritual world. See for yourself. Access Lesson 1 right now, completely free, no login required. Simply go to tsl.org slash keepers, and in seconds you could be exploring a whole new world of practical Ascended Master teachings. Lessons are printed or available online for any time, anywhere access, and anyone can join. Discover your real self and explore your full spiritual potential. Become a Keeper of the Flame today and awaken to the light within. Please visit tsl.org slash keepers and prepare to accelerate. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to The Open Door, hosted by Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. If you have a question or comment about our series, please send your emails to webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to The Open Door. And we're back for more discussion with Nerly Duffy on the ascension, karma, and the magnitude of this opportunity for your soul to finally graduate from our schoolroom. Yes. <laughs> Nerly, let's go back to the subject of balancing karma for a bit. How difficult is it to balance karma after we've ascended? Well, the remaining 49% of our karma must be transmuted or purified from the ascended octaves through service to Earth and her evolutions. And it's not so easy to balance karma that you made on Earth 
from the heaven world. It's so much easier when you have a physical body so you can serve life, you can give decrees and mantras, you can do good deeds, and it's a lot easier because that's where you made your karma in the first place. So the short answer is it's <laughs> a, a lot more difficult. Yeah. So do it now. Yeah. You know, make hay while the sun make shines. Make hay while the there sun shines. Well, work well, while you have the light. Work while you have the light. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, Sometimes when people realize that they must balance their karma in order to reach that you know immortal mm-hmm. plateau of their ascension, they get a little overzealous and try to take <laughs> on too much at once. You know, well, I mean, well, this is understandable, I think, but asking to take on more yeah. karma than our daily allotment might be asking for trouble. Oh, yeah, right? I, I've known people that have done that, and there is a reason that our karma is hidden from us and we don't recall all of our, all of our past lives. It would be simply too much. So if you ask for all of this to come to you... Um, you're going to be overwhelmed. Life is heavy enough as it is. Yeah. <laughs> Try to balance today's karma and then work backwards. And though progress may sometimes seem like it's creeping and crawling, it's helpful to remember that we are here on earth because our karma dictates that this is the best place for us to be. If you're with this family, in this job, in this nation, in this city, there's a reason. Go with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, let's explore that a bit more. We receive a daily dose of karma to transmute. We accelerate the transmutation of that karma through various means, principally by using mm-hmm. the violet flame. And uh, once we've transmuted mm-hmm. our portion for a particular day, don't we then receive more karma to balance? And is this measured in such a way as to not overwhelm us? Absolutely. It's actually quite scientific. The angels and your higher self direct it, and your sponsoring masters assist you. And that's one of the great things about becoming keeper of the flame, because St. Germain will absolutely help you with this process. What happens is you balance today's karma, and then you move backward in sequence. Mm -hmm. You work on the immediate past, yesterday, the day before, last week, last month, last year, and so on. And then you move on to your past lives. And if you're diligent, you can balance a lifetime's worth of karma every six months or so with the violet flame and service to life. Oh, really? So it's very scientific. Uh Yeah, and you can actually see that you'll start to be put in contact with people that are of a certain ethnic group Mm -hmm. or a certain, you'll find yourself moving with your work to another nation, and you realize, wow, you know, I'm bouncing karma with this particular group of souls. And there's a reason for it. And if you just go with it and, and do the violet flame and send it out, back into the past. It works. It's brilliant. Well, you know, there's another thing, too, that this kind of suggests, and that is that not all of our karma has a long-term arc to it. Some of it can be a single, momentary meeting with someone oh, out yeah. of the blue, you oh, know, yeah. whether it's another driver, or a pedestrian, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So we've got to look, be looking no, out for this. No accidents in no any accidents, of those. Yeah. You know, so everything that comes to you, whether it's the person in the grocery line or the, you know, the checkout that's getting upset with you, you know, Use that as an opportunity to mm-hmm. balance karma. Smile yeah. at them, be gracious to them, offer to help them. You may be balancing karma from Atlantis or Egypt or Lemuria. You don't know, but they've been put in your life right then as a reason because there's lines of connecting force and it's all decided who you meet and what you do. So those decisions, have you ever done that? You know, you just, mm-hmm. you just walk somewhere and you go, whoa, I decided last week I was walking downtown. I thought, I'll just pop into that store. I never go there, but I'll just pop into there. And I met exactly <laughs> the person. And she said, I've, I've been trying to call you. <laughs> well, I hear that another part of that too is don't be dismayed if yeah. you balance your karma in that relationship, but they don't balance theirs necessarily. Yeah. That, yeah. you know, you, you are taking the opportunity to be, as yeah. you said, forgiving, gracious, compassionate, yeah. whatever. You've done what you can do. Yes. They may not accept it, but 
at that point, at least you've, you've made the effort. And yeah. karmically. And karmically, then you're free. Yeah. And, and you find if you've made the effort with them, prayed for them, sent the violet flame to them, when the karma is balanced, they are removed from your life or you're removed from their life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or else the situation is transformed and you don't care if they stay or go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, earlier we heard Mrs. Uh, Prophet talking about the resurrection and the fact that it proves that death is not real. Mm. So exactly what does she mean by that? Well, I think there's this huge fallacy out there that when we lay down our body, we die. We don't die when we lay down our body. Our spirit and our soul continue on. And Jesus strongly is associated with the resurrection flame, and he had demonstrated that initiation for us. He was resurrected on Easter Sunday after he went through the passions of the Christ and the initiations of the crucifixion. So the resurrection is an initiation that comes before the ascension. And the wonderful thing is the resurrection flame is the color of mother of pearl radiance. It's a joyous flame. It resurrects. It gives life. It makes all things new. It's invoked by giving the resurrection decrees. If you've ever been sick and then, you know, you've been sick for so long and you think, oh, my gosh, it's been five days. And then fi- finally the next morning you wake up and you're different and you know the illness is gone, the, mm-hmm. the virus is left, and you go, yay, I feel so good. You're resurrected. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's a good example. Capture that feeling. Brings you close to home. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, in line with this discussion about resurrection and then the ascension, we have examples from the Bible and elsewhere that some great saints mm. and masters have actually mm-hmm. made their ascensions physically. Jesus, mm-hmm. of course. Mm-hmm. Mary's ascension is known in the Catholic Church and elsewhere as the Assumption. assumption. Yeah. Uh, there was uh, Elijah and, you know, certainly others I'm not thinking of. What's the most likely scenario for us when we ascend? The most likely scenario for us is that our life is going to continue in a spiritual body after our soul passes out of the physical body when we lay down our our body at the mm-hmm. change called death. And that's the most common thing that happens. It can be that somebody can achieve a physical resurrection, but it's not necessary. It's, it's not something that we necessarily seek because it's focused all on the physical body and the physical body is not really what it's all about no it's not where it's at yeah it's at the spirit and you know paul spoke um in corinthians of the bodies terrestrial and the bodies celestial you know the physical terrestrial bodies or the spiritual celestial bodies and he said we're sown a natural body and we're raised a spiritual body. And flesh and blood is not going to inherit the kingdom. Mm-hmm. And so we believe that the resurrection is most likely going to be in a spiritual body. Got it. Yeah. One of the most common questions we hear regarding the ascension is this. When I merge into the great oneness of God, <laughs> do I lose my individual consciousness mm. and identity? Do I lose awareness of myself? Yeah, it's like one of the ultimate fears, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think the fallen angels love to peddle that one, mm-hmm. trying to turn us off to the concept of ascending. Sure, you can ascend, but it's not going to be much fun. Yeah, really. You know, and you'll lose your whole personality, and you won't be anybody. You'll yeah. just be one of the great, you know, sitting up there in a harp and in a cloud, and you know, boring, boring. So <laughs> yeah. the reality is, you retain many elements of your identity when you ascend. In fact, you become more of your real self. Just look at all the personalities that are in heaven. They're all varied. They're all different. There's definitely no wimps or cookie-cutter types of masters up there. <laughs> no. No boringness up there. No. Well, we talked before about how it's a whole new beginning. It's oh, not yeah. It's not the end. It's not the, the end game at all. It's just yeah. a, a whole new It just gets awakening. better and better. Does, does I mean, El Moria yeah. is an example. And oh, all, yeah. all, you know, Thomas More and all these various mm-hmm. embodiments where he was, mm-hmm. he was the same, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how we recognize the masters because... Yeah. 
Well, you know, before we wrap up today's program, and it's amazing we've already gotten to that point, um, is there anything else you'd like to add? Well, one of the things that people say is, you know, what sort of things are you going to do when you ascend? <laughs> and I started thinking about that, and I realized, you know, the sky's the limit. There's a whole lot to do there. There's etheric cities. You're going to try and help and inspire people on Earth. You're going to serve mankind. You're going to visit other planets and systems of world. You're going to build your own garden and temple and home of light. You're going to learn from other great masters, attend universities of the spirit. You might decide to go off into nirvana or the great bliss of the great silence. There's so much to do. Um, mm. You may take up a musical instrument, things that you didn't get to do on Earth. Yes. I love it. Well, oh, yeah. So, got the picture? It's going to be fun. Got, it's gonna, you're you're going to love it. So, on that note, I think it's time for us to uh, wrap up today's show. I want to thank you very much, uh, Narely, for being with us again. Uh, so much appreciate your wisdom and your, uh, your your wonderful slant on things. Oh, it's great. And you know what I love about it? What? I'm balancing karma. <laughs> <laughs> Working towards my ascension. Yeah. Thank oh, you. Thank Thanks you. for the opportunity. Thanks, Thanks and Marilyn. all of you out there listening, we mm-hmm. want to thank you mm-hmm. for joining us today too. We welcome your comments, questions, and concerns. Simply send them to us at webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. And please be sure to join us again. Yes, and do. And in the meantime, remember, though the upward path may be difficult, the rewards are out, out of, of this, this world. world. God bless you one and all. Thank you again for joining us this week for The Open Door. This program is broadcast live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network. For more information about The Open Door and the Summit Lighthouse, please visit our website at www.tsl.org. We'll see you again next week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. 